We've been saying that when people say where's the name come from, we'd say because everybody deserves a freaking beer. Welcome to Tap That AZ, the show where you get to meet the awesome people behind the best craft beverages across the state of Arizona. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I hang out with Tommy and Renee from Freakin' Brewing Company out of Peoria, along with their sales rep, Phil. We talk about freaking beer. So grab a beer. And let's tap into Freakin' Brewing Company. So I am on 101 and Olive Avenue. Is that how you would describe it best? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm at Freakin' Brewing Company with Renee, Tommy, and Phil. Mm -hmm. So do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Say what you do a little bit. Who wants to start? Tommy, they're all pointing at Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm Tommy. Um, I don't know what to say. Now. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of the owners, right? Yes, I'm one of the owners. Okay. And I, I made up the name, or identified that it was available, and said, "Hey, let's let's call it a freaking brewing company." Yeah. Or <laughs> the freaking brewing company, and it turned out that's what we got: freaking brewing company. Freaking brewing company. And. Um, I recruited Renee to help out, <laughs> Okay. and she's one of the owners as well, and uh, then a year later we got Phil. Yeah, Phil <laughs> jumped like in. Your, your brewery child. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> so my, my official position is the sales rep. Okay. Um, All right. But as we have three of the eight people who work here are owners and then we've got some brewers and someone to work the tasting room we all pretty much wear a lot of hats so okay i'm not just the sales rep i also do deliveries do draft stuff i get to help brew from time to time nice yeah so that's pretty that's cool. what i do here renee yes this is Renee, and I'm one of the owners. I'm the operations manager. I kind of tell everybody what to do and when to do it. <laughs> she's the engine that drives <laughs> okay. the freaking van. I felt that when I came in. I'm like, yeah. she's, she's in charge here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. So, and you guys have been open since, what, 2015? 2014. 2014, 2014. that's right. Yeah, okay. three years. We've been open Third, for three years. 31st of May, yeah. 2014. Yeah. Nice. And today three years, exactly. Exactly, today. <laughs> well, not, not quite today. The 31st of May will be officially three calendar years, but we are celebrating three days for three years starting today. Three days for three years. Okay. And so when this comes out, it'll already be past that, but people need to know that we're celebrating now, right? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. So, That's what we're doing. So why, why a brewery? Like, what made you decide that you're going to open up a brewery and make freaking beer? We were drunk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All good ideas come from drinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And living in San Diego at the time. So. so that was very much a contribution to it. I spent a little time with encouragement from Renee uh, working on an enology and viniculture degree. I thought maybe I'd open a winery. Now I was saving money and finished up that degree and. Uh, Ended up getting sidetracked because all the great beers we found in San Diego. Yeah. And so along that same lines was a 
part of the intent of figuring out, you know, how much money I really need is I recruited my father to go ahead and invest into it as well. He said he would invest into it, but he'd prefer that if we could get more family members involved. And so at that time, I had my stepbrother and my brother-in-law both brewing. And heck, I changed the business plan to a brewery, and the numbers worked even better than the winery. So I figured, let's do that. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the same stuff you learn in when you're studying how to make wine is applicable to how to make beer, okay. uh, especially on the east side. And that was one area I really found a lot of excitement and I thought that was fun yeah. watching single cell organisms grow, right? <laughs> right, we all do. We yeah, all do, yeah. yeah. Yes, I have a lot so of riveting. <laughs> the, be oh, the best part is, yeah. you know, they, uh, they eat sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and then what else do they do? They fart CO2 and piss alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I have kids, they do the same thing pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's pretty cool. And beer is better than wine, too, in my opinion. I mean, you know. I like it more. I'm not going to shun that industry at all because I know they do some good stuff. Uh, I, yeah, I can yeah, appreciate yeah. that, but I, if I had my choice, I'd rather right. grab a beer than grab a wine any day. Yeah, that was Phil, just to clarify. Yes. Uh, yeah, making a stand. <laughs> yes. So that's pretty awesome. You guys came from, like, so San Diego, California is California, what? California, Colorado, Oregon, kind of the meccas of craft beer. And you guys ended up in Colorado then as well, right? Or you lived in yeah. Colorado, Renee. Yeah. Yeah, Renee, Renee and I met, uh, funny, we met at a uh, beer garden. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> we nice. Did, yeah. oh, it was in Durango. <laughs> in Durango, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So what brought you, what brought you to, to the hot air of the desert, <laughs> the hot wind? That's, it's where his, our, his dad and brother and brother-in-law, okay. they're all, they all live right here in Sun City, Glendale area. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. Right. So you you came up with a freaking name that has to have does have a story to it. Yeah, I was looking for a name that's memorable, a little bit edgy, but fully acceptable. Okay. And I think this one qualifies. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it's acceptable because it's a way of not saying the words that Phil wanted to say on the show. What I told him he couldn't. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, if we had to put like like. F asterisk yeah. seek, you know, like right. I, that, I wouldn't go over too no. far. Well, no, that's not the intent either. Right? No, no, it right. isn't. We've been saying that when people say, where's the name come from? We'd say, because everybody deserves a freaking beer. So. Oh, nice. I like it. I like it. So you come to the freaking brewery, you got the freaking van outside. I do have the freaking van. That is the, the, <laughs> my, my work vehicle, my mobile office, uh, nice. my delivery truck, uh, our very prominent marketing tool yeah um, it's kind of all that in one it's very yeah when you see that driving down the street you notice it yeah yeah absolutely for sure. did you notice it's got a spot for tap handles on the side of it i did not notice it that. actually does so on the nice. very top of the van is a thermo king refrigeration unit so that we can okay. keep the inside all cold yeah. and we have four tap hookups where we can uh grab a co2 bottle hook up lines to the kegs put taps on the outside like faucets on the outside yeah. and just pour right out of there so oh, if you see nice. us at like beer fest and stuff quite oftentimes we'll be pouring out of there instead of like a jockey box okay um, and it's it's just kind of different not not many people are doing it that way so yeah it's 
It's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. So when you guys go to like Made in the Shade, you don't have the 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 tent and all of that. Correct. You got over the side. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we invite cool. people under the tent, and it's a little, you know, because the beer's behind us, we got a little right. bit more room to play around with, and it's eye-catching. Yeah. Yeah. You guys should just, like, set up at, like, Home Depot or something like that. Right. <laughs> right. Some people have called uh, when, when they see us walking around, or, like, driving around, and it's like, you're sort of like the adult ice cream man. Right. <laughs> a lot better. Yes. Yes, much better. So, um, when you guys started, the brewing, before you guys opened, you guys were making beer before? Is that right? Did I read that correctly? Yeah, we we pretty much had to make a little bit of beer before, so we had something to brew or to sell when we were open. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> but did you guys do samplings or something at spring training? Or I thought I read something about that. And we were there at a spring training event by the city of Peoria. Okay. And that was right before our license was approved. Okay. So we did not provide samples oh gotcha at gotcha. that okay. particular event we did not gotcha uh, we were creating excitement told people we're going to be here and that's what happened a few months later we actually opened nice and you guys were the second you were telling me before the second one second in the west side right west side. Yeah. yeah been pretty receptive over here yeah. yeah yeah we have a great bunch of locals yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep. nice we see their faces every week yeah and you guys are starting to distribute throughout the valley too, right? Yeah. So um, when I signed on with a with a company in November of 2015, uh-huh. about a, a month or so after I moved to the valley from Philadelphia, uh-huh. and I was basically just going around to any place that had beer company or brewing company or any any type of beer centric business um, and putting out a resume because I wanted to get a job in beer and I came in here on a Friday and talked to Renee and after finishing one of the flights that you have I was like hey so you guys looking to hire anybody (laughs) and she's like funny enough we actually are Um, so then we we did the the formal interview process and figured out that it would be a nice match between the two of us and been been hitting the ground running ever since and uh, we distribute to all corners of the valley down into Tucson the greater Tucson area uh, up in Prescott Cottonwood Sedona and Flagstaff as well okay Um, so all in all in terms of from the time we opened to this very moment we're closing in on a hundred different places that have bought our beer in terms of steady active accounts that will buy our beer throughout the entire year. Yeah. Uh, we're looking somewhere around like the 70 to 75 range because okay. uh, some accounts have closed since then and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so we've, we've got a pretty strong presence right now and we do it all ourselves right out of that van. Yeah. Uh, it can hold approximately 12 kegs at a time, okay. give or take, depending on the sizes. Yeah. Uh, and we, we deliver every week and have been doing it strong for the better part of the last year and a half. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And so the first time I had your guys' beer um, was at Mellow Mushroom on Happy Valley and Happy Valley, right? 17 and <laughs> Happy Valley, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, they have such a great selection. So anytime I see something local and I've heard your name, that, the catchy name, right? I'm like, oh, I gotta get a freaking beer. Yeah. So it was the American Hero, right? Yes. Yeah, I always quote Superhero for some reason, <laughs> but uh, American Hero. So when I saw you guys were gonna be doing a tap takeover, I'm like, oh, I got it. And that's where I met you guys. Yeah. Uh, you and Ali and uh, Jeremy, right? Jeremy, the yes. Assistant Brewer. The assistant Brewer, yeah. Yeah, so, and you said that that's the, that's the, the biggest 
um, seller of the American Hero? So not not exactly just the American Hero. They are actually my number one account. Oh, really? Uh, that so specific Mellow Mushroom That specific too, right? Mellow Mushroom. And nice. if you want to lump uh, the rest of the ones in the Valley together as, mm-hmm. as one entity, which they're obviously, they're independent businesses. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to lump them together, they, have, they make up a, a very sizable chunk of how much beer we sell because they go they they're so popular every one of the locations are always busy all the time yeah they really move beer very well and we've had a great relationship with the beer buyers that have um, that have been there at the happy valley location specifically uh, and that they they love our beer they sell a lot of it um, the regulars that come into that place have come to know and love it yeah um, so they kind of want it in around all the time which is nice for us that's what pretty much any brewery can hope for when you make a beer and you got people wanting it constantly. Yeah. Um, and, and they're, like I said, they're the best location for us for it. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot going on up there. I live up there and, and uh, there's a lack of, of good craft beer up there. Yeah. we. Yeah. I mean, we, there's a couple of other businesses that are more or less, uh, I mean, Mellow Mushroom's a chain, a national chain, but yeah. more or less straight chain related that are not beer centric. Uh, I know that there were a couple of places in Anthem a little while ago that that did some some craft some rotating craft things like that but yeah uh, like as far as I yeah as far as I know that uh, that place had closed down so at any rate yeah they're they're pretty much the only game in town up there yeah yeah well thanks for taking your beer there because I get to enjoy it (laughs) you can thank my girl Kara for that too Kara okay if you see Kara there she is the uh, beer buyer and uh, we have a great relationship she's fantastic awesome well she does a great job because there's so many good beers there like I I get like analysis paralysis of like all right, I've narrowed it down to seven, you know, but I can have two. But uh, so what's your guys' is like, what's the approach to the beer? Because there's a few things here that you don't really see. Um, I don't know if I have the jalapeno red. So you have this list. I got that list. Oh, okay. Side. Yeah. The white IPAs, I don't think there are enough white IPAs out there. And I'm having this right now. Mm-hmm. This is, and I love the name too, Whippasnappa. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So how did you guys come up with the, or the brewer? The brewer's name is uh, Bill. Mm-hmm. Bill's the head brewer, and then Jeremy's the assistant. Yeah, you guys, you give them free range of, of what they want to do. Um, no, we we kind of all kind of figure out. Phil's been pretty good about telling us, you know, we sh- you know where the market is going, okay, and what we should be looking into trying right. to brew. The Whippersnapper though was actually one of our very first brews when we opened. Oh, okay, we've improved it since then. Yeah, um, we did some tweaks to it. Um, but it was, that's a variant of one of the first brews. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And so what, how did you come up with the, how did you come up with your ideas? Drinking? <laughs> Renee and Phil come up with most of the ideas. Oh, okay. Well, it, I mean, it's, it is, like Renee said, it is very much a group effort. Um, yeah. We kind of pull our collective heads together to uh, figure out what kind of flavors inside the different styles that we want to create. Uh, for example, with the Snappa, we wanted to use a single hop. So we said, based on the ingredients that we have in it thus far, what's the one hop that we want to feature in that one? And it ended up being Citra. Oh, uh, um, gotcha. Another one that I believe you have on there is the Vic Secret Blonde. Yes, that was the first one I had. Yeah, okay, so that, that was a part of a, uh, a haul of hops that we got of uh, five different kinds that we had never used before. Okay. And Vic Secret was one of those different 
uh, varietals. Gotcha. Do you say vari- and I say varietals for grapes, but do you say that for hops too? Yes. Yes, okay. So one of the hop varietals that we had never used before. So we wanted to create a beer that would feature it, but not be too dominated by other ingredients and other flavors. So we picked yeah. a really super light blonde recipe and then exclusively hopped it with Vic Secret so that you could get the full experience of what Vic Secret is yeah. without it being masked by either other hops or heavy grains or yeah. additives and things like that. Um, so we also de- uh, decide beers based on season. Um, it's, okay. you know, we're not going to brew a Russian Imperial Stout to release it in July. Right. That would be a little <laughs> foolish. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we move seasonally as well. And then you know, it's always fun to do something that you've never done before. And I'll be the first to admit that it doesn't always turn out the way you expect. Sure. But it's fun to, it's fun to experiment and try something new. So we said, you know, never done this style before let's try it and see what happens yeah yeah well i like that i was renee and i were talking about like typically you don't see hops and blondes yes that's true yeah yeah and it makes it really good though but it's subtle and it's uh she explained dry hopping to me i'm still i have a beer podcast but i don't understand everything yet (laughs) so yeah i work for a brewery right and i still don't understand everything yet okay good make me feel better phil awesome (laughs) so um renee was pretty proud too of of her uh, the freaked out beers, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you want to explain that? Um, yeah, so Bill the brewer brews all this really good beer, and then I get to take a little bit, a keg at a time, and infuse different flavors and try to and play around um, with those beers. And uh, so, every once in a while, you'll see a freaked out beer on, on a tap list somewhere. That's actually what this one on the reverse side is going to be. So oh, we're going to have gotcha. a sort of freaked out Friday where every single option is something unique, one of a kind keg, yeah, uh, with a different combination of flavors that we've ever done before. And you got you do those every Friday? No. Well, not this, not this to this extent, but. Um, no. no, every once in a while. This, oh, gotcha. Since okay. this is our anniversary, we're doing that for this Friday. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay. But as beers become available for me to play with, I'll throw something unique on once in a while. Yeah. On the tap room, in the tap room here. We okay. all we also have this really cool device uh, that we purchased from Dogfish Head. It's a it's an item that was patented and trademarked by them called a Randall. Oh, yes. A Randall okay. uh, is basically a device that has a chamber that gets filled with ingredients, and the beer passes through those ingredients as you pull you know pull the tap forward like you're pouring a beer just normal style right right Um, but the beer has to pass through this chamber of ingredients and as it does it strips out the flavor so it infuses Uh, it on a pint by pint basis because we don't make the whole keg that flavor yeah Uh, and we do that a lot more regularly than we have um freaked out beers i think that might have been we call it the freaking friday is that what Um, actually we do it on saturdays we call it randall Randall saturdays and we don't do it every single saturday (laughs) (laughs) we don't do it every single saturday but we do it always on a saturday Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, what are some of the crazy things you've done with the with the freaked out beers? And well, we've done a, a lot of different ones. Yeah. Um, and and depending on the beer, you got to get the combination of ingredients and okay. beer right to really maximize the flavors in both. Like ratio and wise, you mean? Ratio wise, and also selecting ingredients to put with it. Okay, um, I gotcha. So, so that, that tends to get a little tricky, and they don't always work out okay. fantastic. <laughs> um, there's two that stick in my mind that we've done 
larger batches of though. One is a coconut porter. We have a beer called a Just a Freakin' Porter, which we release in the fall, okay. and we put flaked coconut into the Randall, and that came out incredible, so we made an entire batch that way. And then we also did uh, cilantro and lime in our American Hero Pale Ale. Interesting. And that actually came out really good really? too. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, that could go either way, but. I mean, you, you gotta out. like cilantro, yeah. honestly, <laughs> right. which is sort of a polarizing herb. I feel like not a lot of people like it, but. Yeah. It I is. Do. People either really like it or they don't like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that's really cool. And so you guys can kind of experiment with things before it goes like large scale. Yeah. Wow. I like it. Sort of a pilot, sort of an R&D kind of thing. Right, right. And it's kind of that educational thing for your customers. They can learn how different flavors will interact and, and just open their eyes to something new. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the fun part. Do you ever get people that are like, mm, yeah. all the yeah. time? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. they still try it? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. nice. That's yeah. all you got to yeah. do. Just like I tell my kids, just taste it. They don't have it's to like teriyaki it. teriyaki chicken. <laughs> 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 yeah. <Quick> try. <laughs> One of the most interesting ones is some of Renee's favorites is the peppers. So we'll do different peppers. And uh, for example, uh, this Friday, we've got that three pepper whippa. Yeah. So. Um, and that is one habanero, one jalapeno, and one serrano pepper. Yeah. Just a Just single one. It's all Just it a takes. single one. That's all it takes. Wow. Into that keg. Yep. And have you tasted it? Oh, I've had, I've had yeah, I've made it before. Oh, you made it's it good. before. Is it's it spicy? It, it just gets you that little burn in the back of the throat. It's not what's well, pleasant. It's a pleasant burn. Phil's looking at me like, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, really, it's really, really good. Yeah. Nice. And also, there's a pepper for the, there's a jalapeno in the red, that, too. That one's really popular. That, sounds that one gets asked for a lot. Amazing. Yeah. That one's a little milder, though. Okay. Um, you're going to get a lot of fresh pepper flavor, but not as much pepper heat. I think we only put in jalapenos in that one. Is that right? Yeah. So the, Okay. A uh, little bit lower on the, uh, what is it, Scoville, Scoville units? Something I think that's I what it is for, yeah. for heat, right? Yeah. Um, so you get a lot of fresh pepper flavor, not too much heat. And also the, the whip snap of the base of it is a little bit lighter, which means the peppers will be a little bit more pronounced. The okay. base of the red is a little heartier, a little maltier, a little sweeter. Uh, so the peppers sense. don't necessarily you know blast through as much as they would right. with a lighter beer. Okay, gotcha. And some of the other ones I'm reading here are like a rosemary. Based IPA. That, that one's that one's a brand new one, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys tasted it yet? Tasted it I yet? tasted a little sample when I was deciding whether it was going to work or not. Okay. I and? haven't tasted it on the big scale. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I did it. I like so rosemary, and I like IPA, so. There's a brewery uh, down in Chandler that has made a rosemary IPA before, and I, I remember really digging it. I actually haven't had this test batch yet, so we'll see we'll see what that's like. Yeah. yeah, nice. So I just like you guys are experimenting, and like it's like let's see what works. Let's see. What, I do, either way, it gets drank, right? Someone's gonna yeah. drink. Someone's it. gonna drink. Someone's gonna drink it. Yeah. <laughs> right? I've known lots of people to drink like natural light, natural ice. <laughs> so if you're gonna drink that, you can drink a jalapeno red beer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right? I had that too when I was. 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and in college. <laughs> it's what I grew up on. Like, if I was, like, really feeling it, like, I would get, like, Killian's. Like, that was, like, the pinnacle. Right. Otherwise, Natty Ice, Natty Light. Remember Bud Ice? Yeah. Bud Ice. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. Oh, yeah. 
Ice House. Ice House, yeah. Anyway, so this is a craft beer podcast. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, uh, is there any events that you guys do too? Like, do you guys, I know you guys get, you get food delivered, right? Like, if people here, they can uh, People can delivered. get delivery as often as they want. They can okay. bring in whatever they'd like. And occasionally, especially for special events, mm-hmm. um, anything big will have food trucks come in. Okay. And in fact, on Saturday, for the last of the three-day celebration, we will have... I don't remember the name of it. Off the Hook Taco Truck. Off the Hook Taco Truck. Okay, that was Allie. So we, I feel we have to introduce yeah. Allie. Allie was in the background of the Dabina <laughs> episode, right? So if you heard, like, right. glass breaking and things, yes. So Allie, do you want to come She said she was making a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, nah, she's like, I'll pass. I was just setting up, just like I am right now. Right. Open it up, but it, it, you did hear a lot Okay. <laughs> we at least heard her voice on this one. Okay. Exactly. So that's Allie. Yes. Um, so, okay. So events, you said when you do have events, you get the food trucks and stuff. Like, so what type of yeah. events do you guys do? Uh, well, for here, we've done certainly every anniversary has always, has always been a, a bigger celebration. Um, let's see. We did a, uh, we did a Christmas blowout, like growler special day once. That was okay. a, a very large event. Um, what else have we done? We did we did this we did a thing where we did a freaked out lineup just like we're gonna have tomorrow. Okay. Where all eight beers are are unique and, and special infusions. We did that in January. I think it was January. January. Okay. We, yeah. 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 So, nice. Different things like that here at the brewery. Yeah. But uh, but we we are known. I mean, you alluded to it earlier. The tap takeovers uh, yeah. at, at Mellon Mushroom. Yep. We do different things like that in various <laughs> different capacities depending on what like concept we're actually at um, throughout the calendar year, throughout the week, uh, sometimes on the weekends, and then obviously the beer fest that that you mentioned too. Those are are basically the three different kinds of events we do, either at a bar, at a fest, or here. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. So where do you guys, what's your goal with this? Do you have an idea of where where you want to take this? Tommy and Renee are looking at each other, (laughs) (laughs) shaking their heads. The goal at this point is to make great freaking beer that people want. And so uh, with Phil's help and his great passion for it, he knows how to describe it all to all the customers. And uh, we've been on track of being able to do that and grow. Okay. Uh, It's been, uh, we started it up and it's been self-financed up to this point. And uh, we're continuing to work it that way. We'll see how it goes from here. Okay, gotcha. So just taking it as it comes, making great beer. It's a good yeah. start because your beers are really good. Every I'm one of my five tasters in, and I already I've already had the blonde and the American Hero, and everything else is great. I'm looking forward to those three as well. <laughs> so you got one of the last kegs of the Belgian Triple. On oh, right really? Now. That's nice. what I have too. I started I started with that one. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to save this one because I, I like I like the Belgians. Yeah, sure. that is that I actually I do think that might be the last keg in existence nice. since when we brewed it. Will you make it again? Uh, possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never say never. Yeah. But if never. not, I get I get one of the glass glasses, so yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so Phil, you're you're moving on. You are moving on. Yeah. yeah. Sadly I am. Moving back. You grew up in Philly? I grew up in Philly. Okay. Uh, lived there for twenty one ish years. Okay. Um, and then Moved out here in 2015, uh, and my girlfriend, who's also from the area, uh, we both decided to complete our jobs right about the same time and head back home to 
hopefully do the exact same thing that we're doing out here, but yeah. also be a little closer to friends and family and uh, uh, figure out exactly where we want to like put down some roots, buy yeah. a house, different things like that. Nice. All, all the adult stuff. I just celebrated my birthday two days ago, and uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling every bit of 28 now. Are so <laughs> like I'm not getting any younger. Yeah, I feel I'm a, I don't feel bad for you. I was 10 when you were born, so yeah. I, <laughs> but no. So how's the craft beer scene in Philly? Like, is it a, Philadelphia is actually a top five beer market in the country? Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, nice. So when you look at uh, not just breweries that are in the state of Pennsylvania, but nearby in the surrounding areas of like South Jersey and uh, Delaware, and even expanding just a little farther out into like uh, the DC area and even the New York area, they're close enough that we can that we can get their beer fairly regularly. Oh, so when gotcha. you put those two things together, yeah. along with the fact that there's breweries from all over the country that if they gotta be a little be a little choosy on where they distribute to. Yeah, they want to go to really to a really good beer market like Philadelphia. So gotcha. we get we get an incredible amount of distribution on top of the fact that we have a very high number of breweries close by. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So your your perspective now of the because I grew I moved out here in two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and from where? From Ohio. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I like I said we didn't I didn't even know craft beer existed. Killian's was craft beer. Okay. Yeah. So, so when I moved out here, I had, um, I think Beaver Street's Railhead Red was my first, and then Mother Road Black IPA, and it was over after that. I was yeah. like, I'm in love with nice. craft beer. Yeah. So, Everybody's got the beer that turned them on to craft beer. Right? Yeah. yeah. I always heard that, I always, people talk about the stories, and I don't really think about it, but now, then when I really think, I'm like, it was Black IPA. Yeah. You guys, you do you remember yours, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like beer when I was in college. Okay, all right. <laughs> I joined, I was in the military, and okay. uh, after uh, getting commissioned and going through army school stuff, right. I moved to Germany. Okay. And then I tasted some of this beer, and it's like, wow, <laughs> hey, this stuff's kind of good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and the more I had, the more I enjoyed it. I played rugby over there when I was in the military too, and okay. so of course you got to celebrate every win or loss afterwards with a couple of beers. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's where it went downhill from there. Downhill or uphill? <laughs> oh yeah, uphill. Uphill. <laughs> right. <laughs> Renee, what about you? Was there was there craft beer that you? Uh, my first craft beer. I was working in Yellowstone National Park, and it was Moose Drool. Oh, yeah, Big Sky, right? Big Sky. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's what they had in bottles. And one day, I was like, I was, you know, drank it out of the bottle forever. I'm like, poured it in a glass. I'm like, wow, this is dark. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't even know because of the brown bottle. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know. Like, I didn't know I liked dark beer. Yeah. <laughs> and now you know. Now you, now you know. know. Right. Yeah. Phil? You have, you remember? So yeah, absolutely. So being in in the greater Philadelphia area, Victory was really, really prominent oh, and, and popular, right? Yeah. So uh, so I had Prima Pills at a party for my dad. Uh, my neighbor brought over a variety case of Victory, and uh, and I had Prima Pills for the first time, and I was like, holy hell, beer can be really tasty. And I was only like nineteen, I think, at okay. the time, yeah, or so, and then. I was I was pledging a fraternity at the time, and we had a celebration for the new pledges once they got inducted. We had a big party, and 
each pledge was given whatever beer they wanted. They, uh-huh. uh, so I picked Prima because I thought it was so good. And what solidified it for me was when one of my fraternity brothers was like, hey, here's a Budweiser. Do you want to trade one beer for one? And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I started drinking it, and I'm like, I don't like this at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know I know what I like now. Right, right. Yeah. That's all. And Prima Pills is good. I, the first time I had it was like two months ago. Oh, really? I never had it. Yeah. It's, it's still to this day one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back to it any chance I can. Nice. Yeah. It's a good one. It, it is, is a good, good one. one. Yes. Um, so, so you're, what is your experience with the Arizona craft beer scene? Because I feel that it's like exploding at this point. The Arizona craft beer scene is incredible yeah. right now. In terms of the entire state, we have, um, I think it's 86 or 87 breweries at this point. Um, so you want to talk about, you want to talk about options? You got a lot of options right. in, in this state. And yeah. one thing that I like uh, is that craft beer isn't just a liquid. It's, it's a community, really. Yeah. Um, so we look out for each other. We want everybody to do well. At the end of the day, we're all trying to grab a piece of the pie, but we're not trying to really take it from each other. Right. More or less trying to take it from the big macros, yeah. you know, the Bud Miller courses of the world and, and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and all of their... Imitation craft, because <laughs> right. I, I use air quotes. Um, no, but it, it's it's really good. I, it's honestly, some of the best beers that I've ever had in my life have come from local Arizona breweries. Yeah, uh, and I'm not just saying that because I work for one. Right. Uh, but they really are delicious, and uh, as long as they continue to enter into national competitions and win awards like they should, like they have been, right. uh, and continue to get more recognition, it's only going to get better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's you guys are part of it. Is it pretty exciting to be part of this, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you're right. The community is so great. Like every like uh, Jared Dubina said it perfectly, where he's like, you know, if you open a gas station, and then somebody opens a gas station across the street, you're like, damn it, you yeah. know? Because now you hate each other. Right. Now you've got an enemy. Yeah. yeah. Where with beer, it's like, okay, hey, I got a brewery. Another one opened across the street. Cool. People that are going to go there are going to come to ours yeah. too. So, because you don't say, oh, I'm already having a beer here. I can't go across the street. No. It's the opposite. It's like, well, I have five minutes. I can stop there, too, you know? Right. <laughs> so, One yeah. of the cool things, too, uh, some people don't really realize this, and I know that we don't exactly fit the mold because we only have our own beer right now. Right. Um, but a brewery is one of the best places for me to sell beer to, uh, which comes in the form of guest caps. So okay. even though they make their own there, they want to still support their neighbors. Yeah. So they'll sell to us as well. Gotcha. Or we'll sell to them as well then. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Guys, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Fantastic beer. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you coming by. Yeah, for sure. And I got a special guest here, too. I got Justin. Justin Cross will be a guest um, soon, right, Justin? Yeah. Want to come say hi? Sure. (laughs) So Justin has a few pretty awesome things going on. Uh, We're going to do an episode pretty soon. So what are we going to do now? Yeah, I don't know. Probably going to drink some beer. Drink some beer. We're going to drink some beer, probably talk about what I have going on and what you've got going on and all that type of stuff. But big congratulations to you guys, anniversary today. Thank you. We're all here celebrating you guys, so thank you for the beer. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Look out for their beer wherever you're at. Uh, See if they got it on tap. If they do try it out i love the american hero pale ale it's one of my favorites uh go over to their tasting room try their beer out awesome place coming up in the next episode it's going to be the first of a running series i'm going to do a little mini series where uh, i'm going to cover 
the journey of a person opening up a brewery. So many people in the Arizona beer scene may be familiar with Justin Cross, AKA the Alpha Ale. He's really active on Instagram, does a lot of uh, videos when he's home brewing. Dude makes some pretty badass beer. So I'm gonna follow him in his journey to opening up a brewery. So periodically, uh, every couple months or so, I'm gonna reach out to him, do an episode, get an update, see where he's at. That way you guys can kind of follow uh, the life cycle of somebody opening up a brewery from the idea to opening day. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, always remember, stay awesome. <laughs>